DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. PK, we've talked with uh, Matt Brown, who writes for theintercollegiate.com. He's based in Big Ten country in Chicago. Talked with Ryan Abraham, who runs uscfootball.com. He's obviously based in L.A. We've gotten their take on the season, and the one thing both of them have alluded to, and it's something we both read, uh, you know, checking Twitter over the weekend, is that it's a it's a little shocking that it was this quick. A little not shocking, maybe surprising that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 went without the other three leagues and went this quick on going to a conference-only schedule. Uh, but they do expect there's a pretty good chance the other leagues will follow. But both said they're a little worried that they're just kicking the can down the road to losing the whole season. And, you know, don't want to go there yet. Clearly, the leagues don't want to go there yet. It still feels like if people did everything that was supposed to happen, masked up, washed hands, social distance, didn't get into groups, especially indoors. Indoors is more dangerous than outdoors, although you can have issues outdoors too. Um, You know, in probably not in two weeks, but in four to six to seven weeks, the numbers could look really different. The hospitals could be in much better shape. The positive percentage of tests could be way down. And there could be a lot more optimism about sports in the fall. Other countries have done this. You know, they're, they're playing baseball in Taiwan and South Korea. And they're playing soccer in multiple European countries, right? Germany, Italy, Spain, England. They are playing, uh, we've seen a rugby game with 43,000 in New Zealand. And they're playing. I got home from work Saturday night and flipped on the TV. Uh, everybody else was going to bed or gone to bed. And I'm just kind of channel surfing while I kind of, you know, calm down and get ready to fall asleep myself. And I'm checking all the sports stations and I hit FS2 and they got Australian rules football on in Australia. They're playing. If all these other countries can play sports, it's not impossible. I, you know, I get why people are nervous now, but this is not impossible. It doesn't need to be written off yet. No, I don't think it needs to be written off yet at all. Not at all. No, that would be ridiculous. That would be shortchanging everyone. And I think it would be a blow to us psychologically, too. If we had such doom and gloom and came on here and we talked about that, oh, my gosh, there's no hope. I do think, though, that they had to go with the conference only to give the non-conference teams uh, enough lead time, basically. If you think you're going to do it under the circumstances, go ahead and do it now so maybe other folks can adjust. You know, it's like in a basketball team, you're trying to make a team. Well, it might be to your advantage to get cut earlier because then you can go hook up and get a European deal as opposed to waiting until the Mm -hmm. last cut. And guys like – you know, use a Jimmer Fredette, uh, for example. You know, he might have been in that situation, whoever it might be, because those spots get taken up. And so what do you do? Do you, do you wait? And then if you're the last cut, well, that's sort of like being the first cut, only you've been where for another three or four weeks. But other spots may be open. So you see guys, we'll see it in the summer league when they'd have it, guys would play and then they'd be gone because they got a deal. And you're like, wow, they look great with this team in the summer league. But, yeah, they got this guaranteed deal over in Spain or wherever it is, so they take off. So I think that the, that it was best that if they thought they were going to go in that direction to go ahead and make those decisions known early, which is what the Big Ten did. And I wasn't surprised 
surprised at all. Well, certainly I wasn't surprised as far as the Pac-12 because I got tipped off that that's what they were going to do, and we talked about it on Wednesday saying that. So to me, that was inevitable, and I really think under the circumstances it's the right thing. It may be a waste of time in the long run. We don't know that, but it's the right thing to do in the short term. And then, as Ryan uh, just said for this guy, because we don't have a czar leading college football, which, man, I I think they ought to go in that direction. And I know it seems like, oh, then it's going to be professional, but it freaking already It is. is. It is. Let's get on with it already. <laughs> yeah, and the thing we got to stop this charade of student-athlete spiel. And, and the commissioner could still work for the Power Five. They could hire the commissioner. So... The five of them could get together, pull a little money, create the office, and make it happen. And that would help keep them all on one page. Right. But they're worried about the optics of it, which just drives me nuts. And they're going to do Because everybody the, acknowledges what it is. Right. And they're going to do the name, image, and likeness stuff. So we're about to read about guys yeah. making even more money. We haven't even talked about this, but there's a whole story out there. You know, Design Williamson's... Uh, did, did one of his, I forget which person it was around him. It wasn't him. His father, his stepfather. It was his stepfather? Correct. You know, did he get 400 yeah, grand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the value of, of the did. highest level college <laughs> athletes, not of every college athlete, not even of every college football player, but you know, what would the tr- value be if Trevor Lawrence could do all of this above board right now? There'd be companies lining up. It'd be huge. It, the value's already there. You know, it's when when Mark Harlan comes on the radio and tells us it's about five million bucks for one college football game in the Pac-12. Not for one SEC or Big Ten football game. For one, they're not playing any more games in the SEC or the. Their, their games are just worth more because there's more eyeballs on it because more people live in that part of the country. But a Pac-12 conference game is worth almost five million bucks. It's big money. It's already here. It's been here for a while. And when the Devils beat SC on a Hail Mary, it's worth $5 trillion. You can't even put a price tag on it. <laughs> really wish I'd been in the room with you when that happened. So you, or like, when they come back. You from, know, the chair's electrified. PK's in the air. <laughs> yes, that was the scream moment. I mean, yeah. come on. You no know, words, just noises and sounds. Team. Yeah. Yeah, it's your it's your team. It's on the road. Yada yada. Uh, the the unexpected. So it's what makes sports so beautiful. You talk about those putts that those guys made yesterday. You know they weren't expected to do that. No. The unexpected in sports is so sweet, and it's memorable. It's there. Not you don't necessarily need always the unexpected. I mean Jordan doing what he did in the last couple of minutes against the Jazz in Game Six. Okay, he's Jordan. It still can be very impressive. Tiger doing what he was doing when he was doing it was impressive as all get out. It wasn't a surprise. So you don't necessarily need the surprise element to be wowed. At least I don't. I don't think most people would disagree with me. But when you do have the surprise element, the Kirk Gibson you know, he oh, can't yeah. put any weight on either leg. Forget right. about one leg. He can't put any weight on either leg. And he hits the home run. The the When the improbable does happen in sports, it becomes memorable. And it literally becomes memorable through generations, whatever it might be. Back to Harleen, man. That was an improbable play, having all that time to 
wait, 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 shuffling, shuffling, shuffling as Rubel, mm-hmm. a great call by Greg, and I, I still can hear his voice because we've played it so many times, you know. Now the pressure's coming and chucking the ball across the field. That was unbelievable. Man, there's just no way that would have happened. And that's what turns us on. And so I don't even know why I'm on this tangent, but I just know that that's what is awesome about the sports. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. By the way, you mentioned the golf and those putts and all that. Uh, we haven't mentioned that. Yeah. Just an awesome stat that came out of this. For Morikawa, uh, he went. Uh, he started his career by making 22 straight cuts, which is that Tiger has a yes. record at 25 straight cuts. And he now has, yes. Morikawa now has two PGA Tour wins. Yes. And he's yes. only missed one cut. I mean, how many people have more wins yes. than missed cuts? And then they dug up the stat on Tiger, and I had never heard this. I had never heard this until I read this this weekend. Tiger had 43 wins before he missed his second tour cut. He'd missed one cut and won 43 times. Wow. Holy cow. That is awesome. That is spectacular. That really is, yeah. Oh. And, and Tiger's got a lot of uh, cool yeah. records, and there's a lot of cool numbers, and it helps because he, he missed one cut. So he made 25 cuts, and he missed one. But then he made 142 in a row, and you figure he's playing 25-ish times a year early in his career, maybe 20, but maybe 25. Uh, he went 142 yeah. cuts in a row before he missed the second one in 2005, and by then he had 43 wins. <laughs> that brings to mind, didn't uh, DiMaggio... Didn't he, after mm-hmm. he yeah. lost the, he didn't get a hit, didn't he go on another streak? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, 18 or 19 in a row or something like that. I can look it up in the break. But, yeah, he did. So, it was, a, he had, he just had the one, you know, that one game. And he had, he'd had another streak like that when he was playing in the Pacific Coast League when it was AAA, but it was yeah, considered very high AAA because there were so few guys in the majors because the majors were only 16 teams. And so, it was considered a really high level of baseball. And he'd had an even longer 60-something there. 61. So what is more impressive, the Tiger no-cuts tournament wins or Jack's second-place finishes in in majors? Uh, I'm I'm probably biased, but I would say the second place is in majors. I mean, the cuts is cool, but you know, there's so many players who make the cut, you know, you can literally be 40th and make the cut. I mean, to be second in a major that many times where there's, you're literally beating, you know, 140, whatever guys in the field. And then one guy goes off and beats you that second place number second place finishes is is mind-boggling. It, it'd be interesting to go through all the sports history, you know, the second-place finishes. I guess for Brady, you know, the fact he's won six Super Bowls, but the fact they've lost three Super Bowls and he's he's been to the Super Bowl nine times. I mean, who goes to nine Super Bowls? I mean, Elway and Montana went to a lot of Super Bowls. They went to nine combined. And they won six combined. And Brady's got both those numbers by himself, six titles and, and nine appearances. So, yeah, I don't know who else has got a bunch of... I don't know how many times the Yankees have lost the World Series. I guess that's something, right? Because they've got the most World Series wins. The Lakers, how many times have they lost in the finals? I don't think the Celtics have lost that many finals. Maybe four or five. The Lakers have lost a bunch. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe. Have to add them up. 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Everything you missed in this show, coming up next in a nice, neat, tidy package. Stay with us. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz and the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Lakers guard Rajon Rondo suffered a fractured right thumb during the team's practice. He's going to miss six to eight weeks. He's on to go surgery for the injury. Six-week return to place him rejoining the team in the second round of the NBA playoffs. And a new entry protocol finalized at the end of this past week calls for NBA players to be in uniform and warm-ups when they arrive at games. Players will be getting dressed in full uniform in their respective hotel rooms at the Walt Disney World. Then they'll board a team bus for the drive to the wide world of sports complex in HP Fieldhouse's primary game court. This back-to-basketball update is presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. of mind as you try to win a second Super Bowl? Well, I think top of mind is that we're going to have a season. I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things uh, yet to be figured out. We're hopeful. It's with fans and we can get all the testing procedures down the way they want it to for, for the most amount of safety. I think we're kind of just waiting uh, for the league and the PA to, to figure some things out. There's Aaron Rodgers talking about the upcoming NFL season and PK now I, I realize in there why we disagreed so completely. At the start, I heard the start and you heard the end. He he turned and got a lot more positive there in the middle of that. Are we going to have a season is where he started, but at the end, you know, I was just waiting for him to figure some things out. So really, when you start grabbing that, he, he was all over the map in that answer. Which is probably the right thing to do because who knows? Yeah, I'd agree with you there. There's, uh, it, it could get a lot worse in two months and it could get a lot better in two months. And... Then, of course, there's also the possibility that the places this bad will get a lot better and places where it's fine right now, it'll be a lot worse. So there's a ton of unknowns for uh, what the fall is going to look like. Uh, the football news uh, that is broken during the show, the Patriot League is following the Ivy League and not playing fall sports, except they're telling Army and Navy they can do whatever they want. But the rest of it, uh, Colgate and Holy Cross and Lafayette and Lehigh, I don't know if uh, the whole championship subdivision is going to end up uh, bailing out here. Uh, you know, obviously the big sky is a little different than them, and certainly in a different part of the country. So what that'll mean for them down the line. You know, if you're going to play, you have to test a lot. If you're going to test a lot, you have to have a lot of money. So I wonder if the lower levels will, uh, will go away. I don't know. hope not. Agreed with there, and I don't know. I don't know what to say either there. But that's a, another league. The Patriot League has said uh, no fall sports, and they'll decide about winter sports uh, later on. 
So we've had on uh, football guests here, Ryan Abraham, Matt Brown, and regardless of what happens in the short run, they both talked about recruiting, and they both think that transferring is on the upswing, and there's going to be a lot more transferring, a lot of shakeout for these, uh, for these coaches who going forward will have to keep putting together uh, recruiting classes. They will also have to uh, keep evaluating guys in the transfer window. Now, we've heard from BYU basketball, and we were talking football, so it's a little different but I wonder if it's going to be that much different. You know, BYU basketball says they literally check the transfer window every day. Who is it? What are they like? How might they fit into a program? You know, for football, there's just way more players, way more position groups, way more guys to evaluate. But it sounds like there's going to be a boatload of talent available. Both guys who have uh, signed with teams who are trying to upgrade and get to, you know, bigger stadiums, brighter lights, more exposure and all that stuff, and people who are looking for playing time. And uh, you had the story this weekend, and then Scotty G tweeted about it too. Uh, Jason Shelley uh, leaving Utah and going to Utah State, an example, but there's going to be a lot more of that going on. Yeah, I do think, though, for football, it's a different breed and a different animal than basketball because you don't have very much in basketball where a kid who is on the roster playing a little bit uh, increases his uh, performances and then and by the time he's junior or senior, he ends up being really good to the point where he's a very highly sought-after commodity from the professional ranks. And you can look at Terrell Burgess this year from the U. You could look at Cody Barton the year before. And that happens. So I think that it's probably in football it's your best as long as you know things are all equal and you're getting the opportunity to stay within your particular program and develop yourself with your coaches and your strength coaches and all that stuff have your body mature and then you can really make a mark where in basketball it seems like oh my gosh i mean you you gotta just hit the ground running as far as the professional ranks go now not everybody in fact most kids aren't going to play professionally so you can see those types of transfers you wonder how much of a difference those will make but in order to develop and blossom i think it's best your best bet is to stay within the original program and i just named you two kids who both went very high in the draft where the year before you wouldn't necessarily predicted that and i think in college basketball I don't know that a year makes a difference. In a lot of cases, a year can actually be detrimental to your progression professionally. So you have to go the year before, and it's a different breed. So I don't know how many difference makers will be transferring. There'll certainly be some, and you need to take all uh, options available to you and explore them on how to better your football team. Well, I wonder if if a player who isn't a difference maker at one school can become a difference maker at another. You know, CLC Mariner wasn't a difference maker at Utah, but I think he's a difference maker at Utah State. I thought he had a really good year at Utah State. He did, but I'm talking about his professional prospects. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I can see that. No, I agree with you there. Yeah. I see where you're going there. Uh, but, you know, if you're a Utah State fan, if you're rooting for someone in the Mountain West, and then conversely, you know, our guys being missed on now who are going to be playing in the Mountain West who can help Utah, especially if they have a specific need. But also, oh, to, bolster, no to, bolster, also to bolster depth in a position group. You yeah, know, you're yeah. playing two linebackers and you have three. Well, you better have the fourth. <laughs> you know, you're going to need them on special teams and you could well need them inside a game if you have injuries. I think there's plenty of Mountain West guys who could play football at the Pac-12 level. 
you know, they may not be starters or stars or what have you, but they can certainly play. We're seeing kids out of Weber State make NFL rosters. Yep. So obviously they could. And the Big Sky, the Big Sky puts in guys every single year, don't they, in yeah, the NFL? They do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think especially that's where you can see the skill players. And then there is the occasional lineman who maybe, you know, fills out in college and all that and, and got overlooked. And the thing is, I just think with everything being done by video, there'll be more of those guys overlooked. There'll just be a few more misses. It's, it's bound to happen. Well, yeah, that's what I wonder what type of changes this virus is going to bring long term. How will recruiting be done? What types of rules will they institute? What type of cost-saving measures? Because that's the thing that scares me is that, you know, if football's not played, what is the trickle down? And it's bad. The late, it is bad. The, the young woman or young man who wrestles or plays tennis or whatnot, you know, it means a lot to them. It doesn't mean anything to us, but it means a lot to them, and I don't want to have to see sports being cut. That just sucks. Yeah, well, if you're in uh, swimming or tennis or gymnastics, I mean, we can go down wrestling, volleyball. Uh, you know, there'll there'll be a there'll be a lot of sports on on the block. I mean, it's there's Olympic there's, sports are in peril. Yeah, I don't like that. There's no way around that. You know, and that's a lot of players, and it's a lot of jobs for coaches, assistant coaches, you know, trainers, a lot of support people throughout the department. So, you know, there, there's a lot to it, and and none of it seems that good. Honestly, it, it seems bad across the board. Correct. We've talked a little bit of NBA, but not a lot. Uh, you don't really care so much. As long as the Lakers have their two stars, you don't care what happens to the other ones. Rondo's out six to eight weeks. Not that I think that's going to cost the Lakers their first-round playoff series. But Bradley's out. Rondo's out. And they haven't even played games yet. If they start losing more guys in games on top of that, at some point are they vulnerable? Or they're the Lakers and they're loaded and they're going to have Rondo back? Probably They could have him back for the second round of the playoffs, so they ought to be okay. I don't think Rondo is going to determine winning and losing, but you know when you combine it with the Avery Bradley thing, then it becomes an issue. Like for the Jazz, right? All right, they lost Bogdanovich. That's a major blow. But I think that in my mind, they have enough ability to overcome it to the level that they were going to be able to achieve with Bogdanovich. Now, if somebody else goes out, well, then it compounds the situation there. And so it'll be interesting to see how injuries play because they always factor into it. We've seen it. We've seen injuries in the finals. We've seen devastating injuries in the playoffs and literally devastating injuries in the finals. And we only need to look as recently as literally last season to see that. And we could all remember Clay Thompson. And, and by that time, they were just done. I mean, when uh, when Clay went out, so they'd already had some injuries. So, yeah, now with these guys haven't been together and they've had this time off, and the time off has been unlike any time off that they've had. They normally get time off, right? They get two, three, four months, depending on how long your season goes and if you're involved in international competition or whatnot. So the time off isn't unusual, but the time off and the manner in which they had it is unusual. So the, what does that mean? mean when they get back and it's up to these players to determine you know what type of shape they're in and then strength coaches and and regular coaches to how to manage all this stuff because it's new ground it's new territory and i'm interested to see how it plays out i don't know that rondo is going to be exclusively the only injury that we see now it sounds like it was a little bit of a freak injury uh what was it a finger is that what it was yeah 
Yeah, so fractured thumb. Yeah, I mean, Anytime you, you're scrimmaging five on five, that yeah, can happen. You, you, yeah, you get a ball can hit you, or you know, you get caught in another player's jersey. Who knows? All sorts of injuries that can occur. But I'm wondering, you know, we hear about these missionaries when they come back. At some point that first season, it seems like they always have injuries, and it's a consistent pattern. It's not just. It's not. The injuries may be different, but I don't think you could say it's a fluke because so many of them had to deal with it. Now you wonder, is that what we're going to see going forward here with this as these players come back? Because as I say, the time off that they had compares to no time off that they've ever had. The amount may be the same, but the fact that they had such inactivity, relatively speaking, was something that is unusual. To your point about we've seen as recently as last year in injuries and finals, I would say at least three of the last five NBA finals have been dramatically impacted by injuries. You know, Steph Curry was not healthy when they blew the 3-1 lead. And the year before that, when Cleveland lost, they didn't even have two other top three players on the court. It wasn't a case right. of somebody at, you know, 70%, which I think is kind of what happened to Curry in 2016. But in 2015, Kyrie Irving wasn't playing. You know, and, and Kevin Love wasn't playing no, when they were hurt earlier. Sucks. And I'm sure there have been other playoff series that have been impacted, but it's just easier to remember the finals and some of those bigger names. Oh, yeah, there's been many of them yeah. that have been impacted that way. And as a consumer of the sport and as a fan, I want everybody to be ready to go. And when that doesn't happen, it bothers me, particularly in the postseason. I mean, we can live with it in the regular season because we know it's going to happen every single year to every single team. But when we get that far, we want everybody to be rolling, but nevertheless, stuff has happened to where that doesn't. You look at Chad Lewis; didn't he get hurt in the NFC title game? Yeah, and he wasn't able to play in the Super Bowl. Making making a touchdown catch. Yeah, I mean, if your career it was the touchdown catch that won the game. For yeah, you. if your career, I think it was the second of the game too, because I think he scored one earlier too. So true story about that. I actually talked to Chad about that injury. Yeah. So the Super Bowl, you have to declare how many people are going to be on the field. Like you're allowed a certain amount of team personnel is what they call them. Mm-hmm. He told Andy Reid, "You will not." put me in the box for this game. <laughs> so he was on the field, even though he wasn't technically supposed to be down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Typical BYU skirting the rules. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he caught the, uh, caught the touchdown pass and got hurt making the that catch. That Liz Frank injury. It was a foot injury, right? foot injury, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's well, I got Taysom Hill. But he's been able to come back from it. That used to be, oh, yeah. that used to be a well, horrible injury. It ended injury. Chad's career. Right. It ended his career, but... Yeah. Taysom's Taysom obviously back, yeah. playing. And Cam Newton's had it, right? Isn't that his one of his? I mean, he's had shoulder injury, He had too. a Liz Frank, yeah. Yeah, but he had a Liz Frank as well. So. Oh, you're talking about Taysom Hill? Freaking Lamar Jackson's a poor man, Taysom Hill, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Wasn't that Who Brady uh, Papinga, right? Oh, is that who it was? It was Brady, My yeah. man, Brady. Brady, mixing it up. <laughs> Throwing stuff out there. In multiple languages. Of course. Why not? It's more stirring that way. More stirring to the pot. Uh, So things happening today. The Washington Redskins have announced they will not be using the name Redskins going forward. They're getting a new nickname. They're getting a new logo, but they haven't announced what that is. They're getting maximum media coverage out of this set. That announcement will come later, but they've announced they're dropping the nickname and the logo. Whether it'll be, what'd you tell us, Yach? Warriors... Red Hawks. Red Tails. Red Tails. The Tuskegee Airmen. Okay. So we'll see. 
All right, that's out there. And then there's a meeting later today to see if the National Junior College Athletic Association is going to move the football season to the spring. they got 512 members. Only 54 play football. Snow College is one of those. So I think that is coming up at uh, one. That meeting's at 1.30 Mountain Time. So there might be something later on the big show today about whether uh, Snow is playing football or not. And I throw that out there because Riley Jensen comes on the show all the time. He played at Snow, and he cares desperately, PK as do probably a, a couple dozen or so uh, high school kids are hoping to move on to that locally. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, California's not in that. They've got their own uh, classification or... I think they're delaying high school. I think they're delaying the fall sports, though, their, their fall JC schedule. I think they're, they've already decided, and the NJCAA is expected to follow them. And I hope they have it because it's an opportunity for kids, and for a lot of them... It's an important opportunity, and it's a way to better themselves in life, and that's the most important thing. As all these movements that we have, does it benefit the individual's opportunity to prove him, improve him or herself in life? We can have jerseys. We can have slogans. We can have all sorts. We can post black squares, all we want. But as long as it's giving them opportunities at the ground level to improve the quality of life of Bobby and Mary, that's what matters. That's real change. Yeah, when you mention the names on the jersey, uh, LeBron decided that he's not going to use any of the slogans. He's going to use his name. And then Anthony Davis follows suit, Davis, and he's yeah. going to do the same thing, well, too. I mean, I think LeBron doesn't need to have anything. That's not what he's about. So, fine. Just keep it. If they, I, I support that 100%. LeBron wants to have change at other levels affect people's literally. It's got to be literally. It can't just be in theory. And I think LeBron is committed to trying to do things literally, not in theory. So everybody who knows him knows, and he's said that, that what he's about. So a, a slogan, I don't really see where it makes that much of a difference. I'm not saying don't do it, but if that's all you're doing, that's not near enough. True story. Got to actually make some difference. And then the Woj bomb, we discussed that. Uh, I think ESPN had to suspend him. Uh, it's going to be a free-for-all with all kinds of employees, all kinds of tweeting, all kinds of stuff. If they don't do that, I mean, there's maybe some of it going on anyway, but that wasn't really the point to you. No, the point is that I want my reporters, my journalists, covering the league. I don't understand what was going through his mind. And this is a person that I've known personally for over 20 years. He worked in Fresno. I've spent time with him, not in a while. Although I do, when I see him, I saw him at Pac-12 conference tournament, I think the year before last. This year, obviously, it got aborted. But the year before last, and we chat for a few minutes. It's not like we're super tight friends. But we share uh, uh, a profession. Not even the Mountain West, back to the whack, right? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, back in the 90s, yeah, yeah. He was doing a book on uh, Jimmy V, and he called me. He wanted Thurl Bailey's phone number, so I gave it to him. I think you probably gave it to him. I don't know who gave it to me, but anyway, I gave it to him. He called me. So uh, I just I want my reporters doing reporters' work, and when I grew up in the business, you're a reporter. You didn't take sides. You just reported. And you didn't. <laughs> You didn't uh, send a message, bleep you, to a U.S. senator. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would never have <laughs> seems, the stones to do that. Seems egregious to me, but... Uh, Irregardless of whatever particular party uh, I belong to or didn't belong to, this is a duly elected U.S. senator. 
there's only what, like 45 of them in the country? I think 100 PK them. until DC gets statehood, I guess, but whatever. 100 of them. of them. Well, I'm glad to see as the population has grown that we've increased the number of senators. That's that makes sense. Not exactly how it worked, but let's just move along to break. I think I have to read a sponsorship here. Do I not, Yak? Will that restore some order to the proceedings? You understand what I'm saying. No, you really don't. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Gage tweets at us, is there any protocol yet on returning to the bubble? Uh, if someone has to leave, Conley slash Hayward, uh, well, they were quarantined for two days going into the bubble. Uh, I heard at one point that it would be four. I'm not sure why that would be. Kawhi Leonard's uh, coming to the end of his 36 hours uh, because he came in later than the Clippers. That's what the Jazz had to go through when they got there. So I assume that's going to be the ballpark. Um, but, you know, Gage, I think all these rules... Uh, could be changed at any time too so whatever it is today i'm not sure i'd bet 100 percent that that's what it's going to be in a couple weeks okay you keep uh abreast of that and let me know john taking a shot at yawk for tweeting out this morning that it was a busy sports weekend in what alternate universe are dj and pk located that this was a busy sports weekend how about a busier sports weekend? Consider busier than had. anything in the last four months. Yeah, consider what we've had. It's fairly busy. We're just... I think every day is busy. I think there's news to be had every single day. We were discussing earlier uh, some of the impressive uh, stats that Morikawa is uh, building up on the PGA Tour, but then they're dwarfed, of course, by Tiger Woods. And then you brought up all of Tiger's stats. Are they impressive, as impressive as Jack having the 18 major titles and 19 runners-up? Pretty awesome. That is fairly spectacular right there. I mean, Phil's been runner-up in the U.S. Open six times. You can probably throw in a few more second-place finishes, but he can't get to 19, and he certainly can't get to 18. He's got five wins. And we were wondering about team sports. The uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, six wins, five losses. The Yankees in the World Series, 27-13. and 13. I was trying to count up the Lakers off the top of my head. I know it was there's six times they lost to the Celtics in the 60s. And I know Magic was a runner-up four times. Uh, but Clint says it was actually 15 is the total number when you throw in all the other ones they've lost along the way. 16 titles for the Lakers, 15 runners-up. So what is the most impressive negative stat? You know, you got the Buffalo Bills. How many times did they make the Super Bowl? Four, four straight Super Bowl losses. Uh, that, that, that's very impressive. Because nobody else has gone to four straight Super Bowls. Everybody's yeah. trying to get there, but nobody's been able to go four years in a row. If you're the only one who's done it, that's spectacular. How about the only team to lose to the Bulls twice in the finals? Ah, the Jazz. <laughs> Is that impressive? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think getting to the finals in consecutive years. Um, where Now, a lot of teams have done it. Where it really gets freaky is when you go a third or fourth time in a row. You start getting into really rarefied air really quickly. I guess if there's anything to be learned from that whole uh, Jordan, 
uh, documentary. It's how gassed he was at the end of each of the three-peats. In, in his own words. He says, I, I was just spent. And so the whole notion that if he hadn't gone off to play baseball, they wouldn't have had eight in a row? No. No. No, they wouldn't have. They, they would have. Ooh, I don't know, man. It was Jordan. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But the cumulative wear and tear, and I think we've seen that. Uh, and, you know, maybe it would have, maybe it would have uh, been injuries, ultimately. You or, know, you play a lot of extra games at a high level. LeBron maybe it would have been five, six in a row, but not seven and eight. Yeah, Because right. after six, yes. maybe they break up then. Right. Maybe they break up then, and maybe the cumulative wear and tear, not in the fourth year, but in the sixth or seventh. And, you know, maybe right. the, uh, you know, the eighth one, obviously, would have been, uh, they maybe would have lost that game seven. Maybe the Jazz would have gotten them in the 97 finals, or maybe in the Eastern finals, the Pacers would have won the game seven. You know, but it was still Jordan. It was still Jordan, and it was still awesome. And I'm having a hard time betting against him at that point. <laughs> maybe the Rockets, maybe the peak Rockets would have found a way to get it done when he was going for four or five in a row and he was spent. Because it wasn't just the basketball. Right after Ooh. the third one, his father the, was killed. The, would he have the, come back with the same energy in the fourth one? Would something have happened? Four and five. Now, obviously, he got four and five. But after three, without missing a time off, I think he gets four and five. I would be more inclined. I would argue he gets four and five. The Rockets. The, the Rockets. But then he's worn. He's not super motivated in six right. the way he so was. Is he getting seven and eight? At 35 or however old he was, that's where I would go with the argument. To say he wouldn't have won eight in a row, all right, I can live with that, but I have a much harder time living with to say he wouldn't have gotten five in a row. We'll never, we'll never know. No. So we can argue it forever, which is great. That's the fun stuff about sports is those arguments can go on forever and ever because we literally never will know. And you got your opinion. I got mine. Maybe they agree. Maybe they don't. No one's wrong. No one's right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hans and Scotty are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.